Off day, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another segment of GQ. This is the podcast where we talk about anything and everything. Uh, the important thing is that we provide as many perspectives as possible. We have a dialogue or a dialectic, and uh, we get you to think. We're not trying to tell you how to think. We're not trying to tell you what to think. We just want you to think. Uh, today's segment, pretty interesting. Uh, something that I found out. Uh, there are a bunch of moms in Guam who run marathons and do triathlons and do really amazing things other than one of the most amazing things ever, and that's being a mother. And so in studio, I have uh, Jenny Calvo. She's going to be telling us about her experience, and we'll get right into it. First of all, uh, 490 BC, Pheidippides. He ran the first marathon to warn the Athenians of the Persians' advance during the uh, Persian takeover, if you will. Uh, the most popular marathon right now, uh, some of them are Boston, Athens, New York, the Great Wall, London, Tokyo, etc. And it's kind of cool because you get to travel to these destinations and do a marathon. So it's like hashtag two goals in one. I thought that was pretty cool. The fastest marathon time to date, at least as far as my research, is uh, Mule Masihun. I think that's how he pronounced his name. He's an Ethiopian. And he finished in two hours, three minutes, and 16 seconds, which is important because that's about 10 seconds faster than the next uh, fastest person. And this was at the London Marathon. Uh, and so we'll get right into it. Jenny. Hi. <laughs> Tell us what made you decide to do this thing and, and when did you start? Um, I did my first marathon in 2013. Um, I used, I ran a little bit in high school and college mm -hmm. and wanted, always wanted to do a marathon. Um, then of course I um, had children, so that kind of put that on hold. Mm -hmm. Um, so when my daughter was about four, I decided to, you know, really commit to the goal. Um, I had a great group of people that I was running with. Uh, my brother-in-law, Eli Monge, you know, committed to helping me prepare for it. So I did my first one in 2013, um, kind of hated it, kind of <laughs> loved it. And then um, actually came short of hitting my goal of doing it under five hours, did mm. it in five hours and 45 seconds. So right. of course that haunted me for the last, the few months after. And then I did a second one here in Guam uh, in, I think it was April 2014, and then just kind of fell in love and been doing it ever since i did my eighth one in san diego in june and eighth one wow um yeah it's just the last six years you've done eight that's yes. pretty amazing so uh, it's fun i didn't mean to cut you off but the oh, first sorry. question i would ask is why would anybody want to run a marathon uh, and i like uh how you said you fell in love with it after the second one and i'll get back into that but why why did you want to do it what was that driving force i think you know everyone has their thing and i just mm -hmm. i have discovered that I mean I, I enjoy running I like working out um I think especially as a mom that's really your time to like unplug that's your me time yeah um you know the people in my group kind of tease me because I talk the entire time so it's kind of my time to socialize you know when you don't get to go out <laughs> you get to wake up early right. and if you have you know the right people Absolutely. um it's it's actually fun and uh you know it just gives you I think for me it gives me kind of a short-term goal something to work towards throughout the year and it's you know something that keeps me centered I'm in a way better mood if I get up and work out um before starting the day and start, starting all the mom duties. So um, it's just something that I love. And I'm just you know blessed to be able to do it. So I'm just going to do it for as long <laughs> as I can. Oh, absolutely. I, th I think you are blessed that you have the ability and the capacity to do it. Um, long, long run. Uh, and you can see the fastest time is two hours and three minutes. Yours was your first one was just over five hours. And it's not to <laughs> knock it. You know, yeah. I have no desire to run a marathon and be interesting to see. I was forced to run a half marathon uh, when training for MMA back when I was younger, and I did it in like you loved it just over two hours. Oh. Did I love it? Uh, <laughs> I was 
you know, the whole time, it was boring. So I was trying to talk to like my training partners the whole time and they didn't want anything to do with right. that. You know, I was like, come on guys. That's me talk. always. <laughs> and perhaps it reduced my time, but, uh, yeah, it, by the end of it, I was excited to see the finish line. And so I kind of, whatever was left in me, I sprinted towards it, but to be able to do that over and over again. And I know the recommendation is like, don't do more than four in a year, but there's some people who just kind of take a week or two off and then find the next one. It's crazy. Um, so how many have you run in like one year? Um, the most that I've done is two. Right. And what is that like on your body? I think, you know, and then that's the thing. Since 2013 to 20, you know, to the present, it's just the the, tra- the training has changed also. Like mm. I just started to incorporate weightlifting. And, right. and so that's definitely helped to, um, you know, I mean, to both like provide strength and also just a different type of recovery, but, you mm. know, re- while remaining active. So... Um, I think, you know, the things I'm still working on are getting kind of sufficient sleep and always a proper nutrition. Yeah. Um, Diet. So that's, yeah, that's Yikes. always the challenge. It's not, you know, feeling entitled to eating like, you know, Twix and you know, a bowl of spaghetti <laughs> well, and ice cream. Like, stuff, I, was, right? yeah. I just saw so, on your I mean, Instagram, you baked a, uh, what was that? Thanksgiving oh, pumpkin crunch cake. Oh my God. <laughs> exactly. I'll so, eat so, that for you if you can. <laughs> yeah. So it's a whole, I mean, it's a combination of things to really kind of you know, get it right. And then to continue to do all the other things in your life, you know, work the nine to five, mm. be a parent. Um, so it's a process. And like I said, it's, it's a constantly one that constantly changes. And that's why I enjoy it because it's, you know, this kind of evolution when we look back at how we started, you know, we were training in 2013 versus now it's completely different, you know, actually running less, but doing other types of cardio that are, you know, uh, lower impact on the body, right, the yeah. rower, you know, yeah, the assault yeah. bike, um, lifting weights to kind of, you know, strengthen certain, muscles and work on mobility so it's i mean like i said it's fun it's i guess it's something that i mean i, I truly love if you get up at three fifteen in the morning yeah. to meet people at 4 a.m to do it it's and it becomes kind of a habit it's you know initially you try and find your motivation to do it but i think after a while it you know you don't need to be motivated it just becomes habitual and it's just right. you get up at three something every morning and you know you're going to do something whether it's run or lift but um it just becomes a habit. Getting up at three in the morning means <laughs> An addiction, you sleep maybe. At... <laughs> um, it varies. You know, my kids go to bed at nine, and then there's always things that need to be done. Yeah. So the goal is always like before ten, but depending on you know, you got laundry, yeah, dishes, yeah. unwinding, prep, yeah, yeah. And then that's part of the the thing is to get to be able to do all those things. I mean, the night before is really important. So it's a matter of getting you know the lunch stuff ready, getting your workout stuff ready, get it. So. 10 usually i try to be asleep yeah. and get up at about 3:15 ish i'm usually about 5 minutes late every time <laughs> what does it but help? i try in the beginning did it help to have you know that that crew that was there so it's like you don't you know waking up is difficult but then you're thinking about everybody who's waiting for you know or who's going to show up right i mean that's i think that's the most important thing i mean sadly like before i used to run in tumon you know by myself but mm-hmm. nowadays just because of everything that happens it's just not safe yeah um so i think that's important just to have a, a you know good group of people um you know for safety reasons but also just for the encouragement i mean we right. have a pretty solid crew you know eli kind of right. runs the group um and then we also have a group that works out at custom fitness so we're, i mean we're lucky it's you know, we have, you know, the group chat, of course, everyone has a group chat for things, yeah, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it's nice to have a group, well, not only that supports you, but, you know, we'll kind of Call ridicule you, you yeah, and yeah, threaten yeah. public humiliation <laughs> if you don't show up two days in a row. So it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's nice. Like I said, it's fun. Keeps um, you accountable. <laughs> right. And that's, 
and so I think it's definitely important to have a group if it's you know something like a long-term goal that you want to have and then especially for the long runs on the weekends you know when we right. ramp up the mileage to 16 18 20 22 miles you don't want to be out there on the road by yourself so you said you've done eight in the last six years um what are some of them that you've done I did um I've done Honolulu uh three times and then Yokohama I've done three times I've done the Guam marathon once and San Diego which was the most recent one I guess I mean Guam was nice because it was here I actually remember I was like dying on the way back um, mm-hmm. east of Ganya, and my kids were staying with uh, my aunt. They stayed with her overnight, so they actually went out on her balcony and were waving to me from the... Oh, <laughs> yeah. So that was nice, because I was yeah. really about to quit at that point. But um, And then, of course, the first one, right, Honolulu. So yeah. that was... That will always because, be Because, right? right, that was really... It will always be your first. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, I mean, and, you know, that was the one where, you know, you really experienced hitting the wall for the first time, right. really pushing through. Right. It was incredibly hot that year. Mm. Um, you know, you have to, there's this like climb up um, oh, so Diamond Head, oh, man. like like the 24th mile. So oh, right yeah, you the remember that Jeez. type of misery forever. Yeah. And then also, oh. you know, the magic when you cross the finish line. But um, yeah, that was definitely a memorable one. But I mean, they all are, and that's the thing about running marathons is, I know a lot of people think it's monotonous, but. You know, each run is different. I mean, yeah. the training's all different. Sometimes you could the have weather, prepared. You know, right. The yeah. training camp, you could have had the best training camp, but you get sick a week out or, you know, it's too hot or you eat the wrong thing the day before and it just changes the game completely. So it's, I'm, you know, they're all different and it's definitely builds character because you sometimes, like I said, you feel totally prepared and then, you know, life throws something your yeah. way and you yeah. just got to push through it or decide, am I going to walk the rest of the way or am I going to push? So it's, um, I love it. It's it's almost like we're talking about a relationship right now. <laughs> I know. But you know, I want to ask you about what it feels like to hit the wall. But before that, you you mentioned eating right before oh, the you yeah. know the day before you're you're going to uh, compete. And I kind of have an experience with that when I was doing MMA when I played football and such. But what is something that you would eat before the day before a marathon? Because you're going to be running for a long time. You want your system, if you know what I'm talking about, yes. to not. Uh, to, to kind of be nice and clear, nice and light, but yet you want to be able to have the energy to run. I almost feel like I should tell you what not to eat because I've had that. I had that experience. Sure, recently. give us examples of what not to eat. I had fried rice and ramen. Yikes. The day before <laughs> UGM, the half uh-huh. this year, and it was ter- I mm. was just like overheating the entire time. Interesting. Yeah. Was that I a break did. from your usual diet? Oh, definitely. I oh, totally okay. deviated, and I'm not really okay. sure why I thought that was appropriate, but mm. maybe it was because, like, oh, it's a half marathon. You know, you kind of get to that point where you're like, oh, it's just half. I can do this. I was, yeah. yeah. I, it, I after the third mile, I was like, should I just walk back? What do I do? Like, what am I going <laughs> to do? So, I mean, that case yeah, definitely not. I mean, don't overload on the sodium, right. I think, for sure. I probably didn't hydrate sufficiently, mm-hmm. um, but I think what has worked for me the last year in Yokohama, um, you know, just, I mean, something pretty you know, carbs, protein, but pretty clean, nothing fried. Um, I did yeah. actually have a beer the night before. That helped. We won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> it really did, though. I think, I mean, uh, it serves two purposes also. Okay. I think, I mean, there are some carbs in beer, right? So I think that. <laughs> so, yes, there are. As long as I was drinking water at the same time. Calms but then the also, nerves. I think it, yeah, definitely. It right. calmed the nerves. Otherwise, you'll just be up, How do you kind sleep of worrying too about before that. You know, yeah. before competition, I'm, it's very difficult for me to see. And right. I have a similar experience of my second fight in MMA, I had this like huge feast with dessert and everything. And right. oh man, the next day was 
like explosive and then you crash and it's exactly. like mentally you have to deal with it but yeah. your, you had I, did, I only had to deal with mine for like 15 minutes yours was <laughs> you know a full-on marathon jeez uh, my next question here so we talked about uh, your training who your support uh, group were you know you had that um, oh, and I was going to ask you about hitting the wall. What is it like to hit the wall during a marathon and you know that you still have to keep going? It's terrible. I mean, see, I think there's – it definitely tests your kind of mental strength. Mm. Um, and, I mean, I, recently in San Diego, I, hit, I had the experience – I cramped for the first time. That, I mean, Ouch. it was severe. It was like from mile 18 on. Damn. So I don't know if that's a little bit different than, than hitting the wall, but – um, what I did do last year in Yokohama, mm. we always kind of talk about mindset. I was talking to Ryan and Clarice at the gym about, um, you know, kind of thinking of things as a privilege as opposed to, you know, mm-hmm. kind of getting out of your negative thoughts or when right. you're in, you know, these routines and you just kind of dread working out. So, like, for example, oh, what a privilege to wake up at 3.15 and be able to work out. Sure, if you want to <laughs> so, call it that. No, yeah, so, yeah. But it actually, you, you know, kind of, that. I was, I think it was like mile 23 in, in Yokohama and I was just, you know, just feeling pretty lousy running mm. by myself and just like oh god when is this thing gonna end you know right. and it was a little hotter than we had expected but i actually kind of flipped a switch and i was like okay let me just think you know what a blessing like what a privilege to be here mm. in japan on this beautiful sunday it was mm. sunny you know still a little bit cool like low 70s you know you know what you know i should be grateful to be here running and like yeah. soak this all in and yeah. just enjoy it and don't focus on the pain and i'm telling you for about 10 minutes i was like just floating and forgot about the pain and it was amazing nice you know and then of course the physical pain yeah yeah. so i mean it's a struggle but i mean it did i I feel like you know mindset and just kind of being positive and being grateful um makes a huge difference in the experience that you have i think that's important what you said being grateful because that will kind of switch on the positive thinking because you need a mechanism to be positive Uh, because i hear a lot of people like oh come into a positive mindset positive mindset and one of my curses is like i need I require a lot of context to things for me to wrap my mind around yeah. them. And so when people say think positive, I'm like, well, tell me why I should think positive. And so yours is be grateful. You have two legs. You know what I mean? First right. of all, to be able to run this thing, uh, you're able to maintain and be diligent with your training so that you can actually be there. The fact that you got there, first of all, you're able to travel and do these things. So exactly. there, are, there are actual things that you can be grateful for yeah. that put you in that situation. And I think you're, you're, you're starting to break into that that mentality of the racing that's really going to help you moving forward because you said for 10 minutes you were like floating so imagine the more you try to do that yeah. the more you expose yourself to that feeling and you'll be able to sustain that floating kind of feeling longer right i, I think that would be pretty awesome to kind of watch you progress i guess into the future yeah and it's i mean i think it's important for i mean even for training like for example yesterday i thought about this because it's you know sometimes i'm kind of sarcastic about it but uh, my brother-in-law humor. you know at 3 30 you know yeah. and it's pouring rain like it has been right. for the past yeah. two days it's like, okay, so we're, you know, I'm on my way, we're meeting. I'm like, is he kidding? I'm like, are you joking me that we're going to run in this weather? So we show up and everyone's just kind of like, is he serious? We're really going to run. Like, it's not letting up. It's not going to. Yeah. So sure enough, it's like, okay, let's go. So we all kind of go. come out from, yeah, the, the comfort of the, the awning and, you know, dive right into, step right into puddles mm. and it's pouring and it's windy and it's kind of cool. But I was like, you know, what a privilege to be out here running so early in the morning in this rain and to get this workout out. But it's, you know, it's, it is a blessing to be able to do what yeah. we do, like you said, to be active. And yeah. a lot of times I think it's more inspiring 
you know, to see people that are obviously just starting out as right. opposed to the people that are just performing at these like crazy, you know, levels that do it professionally. Correct. But it's, you know, the ones that struggle to get out of bed and do, you know, 10 minutes of exercise. I think that's, you know, to me, that's inspiring. So 100% about what you said earlier to see people who are just getting started um, as a coach in CrossFit. I would always tell the new athletes, like you guys are, you know, watching them and telling them you guys are inspiring. Like you're making me just want to get down next to you and start working right now. And they would laugh and shrug it off. And I'm saying, no, I'm absolutely being honest. I'm not. I'm not putting down the elite athletes, but these men and women are have been doing this all of their lives, and right. they have everything that it takes, and and they know they have that attitude that they need to keep pushing themselves. Whereas you, you're trying to get off the couch, you know, and and do some squats and do some push-ups, mm-hmm. and the fact that you're 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 facing that fear, you're having the courage to come in here and do everything, you know, and and the fact that you're listening to the guidance and, and pushing along and doing it as imperfect as any starter beginner would right. do it, but knowing that you can come back and keep correcting those problems, keep correcting those uh, mistakes and evolving and becoming better, faster, stronger. And I know you do CrossFit as well. I wonder how that is because usually when you see marathon runners, they tend to be more slender and you said you add a little bit more, more muscle and it's helped. Um, is there, is there, are you trying to balance you know, with the gains you're trying to make versus maintaining a, a proper weight for sustained running? That is always my struggle. Right. <laughs> I mean, so, well, and that's how it was this year. So, like, the first half of the year, because I, I kind of thought, okay, maybe I'll, I'll, I want to try up for right? Or, you mm-hmm. know, some type of, you know, CrossFit or, you know, kind of lifting. Which you, which you participated <laughs> in, competed was, in. Yeah, so that was interesting. So, anyway, the focus was fun. kind of more on that than the running. So, it was a little bit different. I mean, we still did, I think, three half marathons um, for the first half of the year. Right. Um, but yeah, it's just your, you know, it's crazy to see your body composition changes and then just the different type of fatigue. I feel like yeah. when you're doing just cardio and just running, it's just you just have this like insatiable appetite. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the with lifting, it's just I, I experienced more of the fatigue, but it wasn't like as hungry. So right. it's yeah, it was definitely something to balance. And I don't know if doing you know being strong and faster. I mean, not necessarily competing objectives, but Correct. it definitely was something that I had to kind of approach carefully because I did have the marathon in mind. So it kind of sometimes it was hard to see, OK, what's the goal here? Is it, you know, competing in uproar or is it doing the marathon or, you know, what is it? So um, it was fun, though. And I, you know, I'm grateful, for, like I said, for the people that were able to, I mean, to help me kind of do those things. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was it was fun. I don't I have a whole new respect for <laughs> CrossFit athletes because right. it is. It's a completely different it's, way of competing. I yeah. mean, the endurance and then just, I mean, the strength of credit. It's, it's amazing. I was just, for a few days after that, just still kind of like, wow. I was just so impressed by everyone who participated. It was So was I. Awesome. I mean, I watched it. We hosted it. And Chris and I were there for, gosh, I don't know how many hours. And not to complain about it because everybody else was actually doing the work. And we're, you know, we're commentating on it and, and we're, you know, hosting the event or emceeing the event. But really watching the athletes and remembering what it feels like to be in those intense moments. So it's, if you're listening out there, it's kind of like taking a marathon and then compressing it into like an hour's worth. Right. And I, I'm not saying one is more intense than the other, but really it's when you're doing that much work in the uproar, you know, in that short amount of time because you're actually trying to win, you know, because everything's based on time. It wasn't necessarily based on, on there were no AMRAPs, right? No, there may have so. been one or two. I don't know. I can't remember because there were so many events during that time. Uh, but you would take that and you're running a marathon plus all the impact that you sustain during a marathon. I think running a 5K, there's like several thousand steps that you take. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine stretching that out to 26.2 miles, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, you know, the first guy to do it had to do it because lives were at stake. And now everybody's <laughs> doing it just because. And you've done uproar. You've done multiple marathons. It, it sounds a lot like you're taking the opportunity at the age that you are now to really explore as much as you can uh, as far as your physicality and what you're capable of doing. Is that kind of part of it? Yeah, I think it is. It's, you know, like I said, now that, you know, with my, my kids are a little bit older, so I have a little more flexibility in the schedule. But it's just... You know, like I said, till till the wheels fall off, I think, yeah, and yeah. and it's it's fun, and I, you know, like with with the CrossFit, I mean, that breaks the monotony of the running. Um, it was you know something that I just wanted to try, so I figured, why not? This is kind of the year of why not. So um, we have one more marathon in November, and you know, like I said, it's just I think in order to kind of keep things moving, I know if I stop, it'll be harder to start again. Yeah, so sometimes no, that's will. my only real kind of reason to get out Absolutely. of bed in the morning. It's just like, yeah. you know, it'll be harder if you, you know, kind of get it, out of it. It totally shape. will. So, yeah. You know, from somebody who is competing and then I stopped for a few months and tried again, it was like, whoa. It's amazing how quickly, right? The whole, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you just like, if you're going to take off maybe two weeks, but keep that active recovery going mm-hmm. and, and don't, don't be stagnant. Cause that's one of the worst things you can do. What's one of the weirdest things that you encountered in the marathon racing? Oh gosh. You hear stories of like people needing to stop and like go number two in the side of the road. Oh yeah, and I feel like that's—I was gonna say—that's not even unusual because that's so, such so the common, norm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and you see people darting for the, you know, I mean, the porta potty lines are always crazy. Um, oh, they have actual porta potties. How thoughtful of them. Yeah, very nice. It's, you know, I'm trying to think of what's unusual. I mean, the costumes always kind of amazing. I'm always impressed, but just. And just, just kind of puzzled by the fact that somebody right. would put on extra clothing. And exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Yikes. And I mean, they're really, you know, kind of elaborate cost. I mean, you know, we've seen like a beer mug or like one guy had the full like Starbucks cup. Um, Or, you know, okay, this is what amazes me. People in (laughs) slippers or sandals. Ah. Yeah. Just because I have. Or the barefoot ones. Right. Or like the wooden, I think the Japanese slippers I've seen in in Japan. um, Those Japanese ones were like, this is the two pieces of wood. Right. In Hawaii, I've seen a a Their version of heels. Yeah. That is gnarly. So I really appreciate, you know, my legs and my feet that I yeah. w- make sure I wear the proper footwear for that distance, especially, of course. And I, so that's, well, cause you d- to you me, it's just able. unusual because I was like, you're obviously assuming a huge risk that you just do not finish or you just yeah. can't walk after. You, you want to be, you want to keep your mobility, right? Yeah. <laughs> you want to be able to walk after. That sounds crazy. So I guess that would be pretty weird. I, and I want to research now, like what happens to these people. Uh, I had the privilege of meeting uh, Guam's barefoot runner who's run like over 200 marathons or something I forget his name but this was back when I was still working with the administration I think it was maybe 2016 mm-hmm. and uh, it was just such an amazing story and I had to look at his feet because I'm like <laughs> what does one's feet look like after exactly. running multiple marathons barefoot his feet weren't Gosh. nice at all yeah. <laughs> so if you like pedicures you probably don't want to do that barefoot yeah. I'll stick with the socks and shoes right? what are you looking forward to this November as far as your time my goal is, um, I'd like to, my fastest one I've done so far is four hours and nine minutes. So I would really love to get under four. Mm. That would be awesome. So, I mean, if I could stay healthy, if my kids are not too busy with their activities. With life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that you have to manage. Yeah. Right, and um, regulate. <laughs> seriously. So, I mean, if I can stay healthy and, and, and you know, do a sub four, that would be awesome. So I'm going to continue to work towards that I think it's you know it's, it's been a good year like I said I've been really lucky to be able to do you know the half marathons and do uproar then do yeah. the San Diego marathon so it's you know like I said this is kind of the year of why not so I'm just trying to do 
That's what right. I can, what I love. It's it's fun. I'm having a great time. You know, I'm not an elite athlete by any <laughs> definition. Well, but the fact that you do it, period. You're definitely not in the average <laughs> athlete. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just it's just something that I enjoy, and I think. You know, people ask all the time about running or starting running or mm. ask if they can, you know, come out and join us. I'm like, yeah, totally. But I don't try to push it on anyone because I know a lot of people just hate running and yeah. are miserable. Right. But um, I, I don't like it. <laughs> it's my least favorite <laughs> yeah, movement. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like I said, it's just I, I'm just glad I was able to find something that I love and I'll continue to do it for as long as possible. That's great. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to shave off just over nine minutes. So it's a huge task. And, you know, yeah. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you, but it's a great yeah. goal to work towards yeah. you know so what is that like dividing you know parenthood being a mom managing work and being diligent with your training uh, uh, you mentioned it earlier is like just making sure i can sleep right and beyond no, I actually that said so, very little sleep and a lot of caffeine a lot of caffeine but throughout but the day what is your what's like what is your mindset um i mean it varies sometimes when we have these intense like uh, when we do speed work, it's usually on Wednesdays, or we used to do these crazy wads on Wednesdays. So I'm usually falling asleep at 7 a.m. when I'm dropping the kids off to school. Right. But it's just, you know, like like I said, it's, you know, you kind of start out being motivated to do things. And then it, after you do it so much, what is it? What is the quote? I love quotes, by the way, but it's, what is it? We are what we consistently do or something. Yeah. 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 So, Our you actions know, define us. Yeah. So yeah. it's just, you know, now it's just kind of the routine get up at 3.15 work out to like 5.30, get home, make breakfast, make lunch, get the kids ready, get myself ready, or out the door by 7-ish, right. um, drop them to school, get to work, you know, get coffee, right. get to work, and then, um, you know, I just kind of just go with the Your flow. day kind of goes in cruise control <laughs> after that. Yeah, I mean, just, it's... When I say cruise control, I don't mean that lightly. Like I mean, just, yeah, yeah. Everything just kind of falls into place. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just such a routine at this point that... Right. Um, you know, of course, any opportunity that intense, to take a nap way. would be great. You know, you <laughs> get up at three and then you got to go work out super crazy, you know, marathon yeah. prep type workout or upward, upward prep workout, yeah. get kids ready. And you say it with such ease. But when you think about what actually has to go into all of that, it's it's pretty amazing, pretty yeah. admirable. Thanks. And, but uh, I think, you know, like I said, that's where the mindset comes in. Where yeah, it's just yeah. got to stay positive it comes and from that have diligence. fun and enjoy yeah. it. And um just be happy and love. I mean, I, I love what I do. I mean, all those things. Right. It's just, like I said, and it's, it's you know, nice to come. And that's the funny thing about kids is you come home from a twenty-two mile run and they don't care what you did. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I'm "What's what? I'm hungry." <laughs> no, they're like, "What's for breakfast? Did you bring home food?" You know what's for breakfast? The road. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, that's the thing is that it keeps you. I mean, the running I feel like keeps me centered, mm. but the kids, you know, keep me humble and yeah. you know there's like hey, this is your real yeah. purpose in life is to you know take care of us and, and you can you know schedule everything else around then but That's it's so wonderful uh, that you can say that honestly so it's just yeah but it just makes it's me kind laugh. of a breath of fresh air <laughs> to say that you know your kids are your purpose in life because and i'm going to kind of veer off a little bit when you talked about you know falling in love with marathon and and keeping maintaining that the the workout regimens everything just to kind of to sustain the performance level of being able to run a marathon, not necessarily even to compete, because that's a whole different thing, yeah. right? I want to run a marathon versus I want to compete. It's like, okay, there's a right. big difference, right? right? Uh, but still understanding that, you know, that it, that's another, I guess, reason that running it is a privilege because really your main purpose in life is to be a parent. And um, statistically, I'm not going to go off of any kind of uh, uh, anecdotal, but statistically, we don't see that kind of action being played out with, 
with a lot of parents today, you know, especially when we look at relationships and how they dissolve. And one thing that I always heard growing up, or at least uh, as a teenager, was, oh, you shouldn't stay together for the kids. And I think about that, and it's like, they're actually the most important reason why you should stay together. But it's not like we're going to stay together and begrudgingly at each other's throats just because of the kids. It's like, we need to figure out how to work things out. And after we've exhausted all of those avenues, then can we say, perhaps we shouldn't be together. Right. Yeah. And so when you say you fell in love with it, and, and then you stuck with it, I, that's kind of like the metaphor again. And as you spoke about it, and when I said it sounds like we're talking about a relationship, it's totally a metaphor for that, right? You got to work it at is. it. And, I mean, and so you have this relationship with your, with your workout partners and with the marathon race itself. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, that's just kind of how it is in life, right? It's just like if you want, and I, and I think with the kids, this is important too. And I've just, you know, now that they're a little bit older and actually, you know, have expressed an interest in working out, not necessarily running, but just being active right. or, you know, I see them preparing things the night before, you know, for school. The influence you're having on them. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and and I never like to take credit from them because I always say I'm just very lucky also to have kids that are kind of self-starters. You should take credit for that. The impact that you have, the positive impact, I think, because it's direct. I mean, every parent is their kid's hero, regardless of whatever channel they're following on social media or whatever. Their parents are their heroes. And for you to be doing that, you know, and you say that it's kind of rubbing off on them. That's wonderful. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's nice to see that they, you know, pick up on those things. That, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, just overall, I think for life in general, it's just, you know, if you, I mean, like the marathon or whatever it is, it's just if you want something, you show up consistently, put yeah. in the effort, have a good attitude about it, and yeah. just, you know, trust the process. And and, um, I, I and trust just, that you can handle it. Yes. You know, because it's, it's hard work. Uh, it takes commitment, dedication. Uh, it's going to be rough. You'll get beat up along the way. But you really, and that's one thing I also learned with CrossFit is even if you finish last in the wad, it's like, who cares? And this is what I tell the athletes. It's like, who cares? Because when you're done doing something that you've never done before, putting yourself through the worst experiences you've ever felt, you'll feel so good about yourself. Like, wow, I actually survived. Not only did I survive, but I pushed myself through it. I know I can do this now. So when I come back, I can do it again. Right. Right. So, and it becomes that much easier in terms of facing it, period. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's I, often the biggest part, I think, is just starting, right? It's just Yeah, because I say, like, I have no interest in running a marathon, but ultimately that's an excuse for not running a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> I just try it once, and maybe I, maybe I will. Maybe I will. I don't know. It's, like I said, it's always been my least favorite movement, but I've done it because it's a part of that balancing your overall fitness capacity and, and your abilities. Yeah. Uh, well, it looks like we're nearing the 40-minute mark, so I'll go ahead and... Uh, we can wrap things up now because, again, you're a very busy woman and you got it, you're trying to get to bed before 10. <laughs> uh, so one last piece of advice for anybody out there who may be thinking about running a marathon, whether they be a mom or just anybody in general. Um, I guess I think it's just similar to what I, I – the last thing was just kind of fine. I mean, figure out, number one, if that's really what you want to do mm-hmm. and then kind of what your r- true purpose is because I think that's what's going to drive you throughout um, – and just keep going. I mean, have, a, and then also, I mean, have a good time. I mean, surround yourself mm. with good people, yeah. um, have a good time, you know, kind of believe in yourself and just, you know, just be positive and just keep going. And that's, I forget there, I have a million running quotes that I can think of, but there's the one is there's misery in, I mean, there's magic in the misery. So mm. I think, you know, yeah. it's, it's a grueling experience. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's, it's different every time, but I think when it's done and that's why people do multiple marathons because it's just, you know, I mean, it's something really to be proud of yourself about when you complete it yeah. because it's just meant to, you know, mentally and physically just 
really challenging. Yeah. And I think, um, I don't know, like I said, I've fallen in love and I'm lucky that I'm still able to do it. So, you know, if you find that thing that you love to do, just continue to put in the work and do it for as long as you can, I guess. That's great. Yeah. A uh, big shout out to Eli, of course, because not only, you know, are you showing up there, but he's made that commitment and he's been there for you, you know, for, for the team as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely keeps us in line. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, any message to your kids? Oh, my kids. Um, I will be home soon <laughs> with dinner. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, you know, they see kind of, and, and now that they're getting older, I think they, you know, kind of know what it's all about. So mm. um, hopefully they they kind of, you know, follow at least kind of the, the discipline and, and, you know, find what their their love is and, I, you know, try and foster that mm. in them to give them the opportunities. And But, you know, if kids work hard and yeah. um, just keep going and you'll reach your goals. So I think that's that's it. They hear enough from me. I don't right. Well, I, just, you know, for, I guess for, for the insight, too, and, and I'm trying to get, you know, pull at those emotional heartstrings there. Yeah. But I, um, from what you said, you know, they've started um, being influenced by you. And not only that, it's also helping you uh, because they're getting ready, you know, the night before so that the morning of there's that much less things that you have to be mindful of and ensure that they get done. So yeah. I think that's a beautiful thing. They're starting to work cohesively a family unit. I want to thank you for your time. Again, I know you're very busy, and I appreciate you coming down here. This has been GQ, uh, and I think this is a great way to end it. And I will say we'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, stay the course.